What's up, everyone? This is Shade, and I'm with Bree, and welcome to the Motive Podcast, where we want to help you find solutions to life's hardest problems and like and change the way you feel. So that's it. So go ahead. We are talking about (laughs) thoughts today. Go ahead. So Shaden. Yeah, read the comment. How to effectively diffuse irrational or dramatic thoughts. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so this came from an Instagram listener. Yeah, thank you. I love these questions. So thoughts are awesome. They're everything. So from a spiritual perspective, I see thoughts as the baseline the baseline and most simple simple way of talking about free will or agency. Mm-hmm. Agency, the, 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 the freedom that God has given us to act for ourselves. We are different than animals. We are different than every species that's there because we have free will. And in order to protect our free will, the, that has to take place in our mind. Yeah. It's the one place that can actually be infiltrated and where we, we can give away our free will and our agency. You put sure. me, you put me in a, in a concentration camp. You put me in a prisoner of war camp. You put me in prison. My freedom can be taken away, mm-hmm. but not my agency. Mm-hmm. Freedom is the outcome of, of the, of the proper use of principles, the mastery of principles. The more good decisions I make using health, uh, awesome principles, the more freedom I will have in life. But agency is what is, is what fuels freedom. And that's a whole other topic we could go yeah. into. I'm like, wow, this is getting deep. I get deep quick. (laughs) And so when people and teenagers, especially when they talk about freedom, freedom is earned. Yeah. You you don't get freedom. It's absolutely earned by the proper use of agency. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes I tell my kids, this is something that's like a sliding scale that grows and Mm -hmm. grows as you are more mature and you show that maturity and, you know, your freedom grows and, and it can also contract. Absolutely. And it's, and so where it begins is in our mind. Mm-hmm. And if any of you have, have heard of the book, Outwitting the Devil, written by Napoleon Hill, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't read it, I haven't holy cow. Like top, to my list. top five. Like it is top my five. My list of books is getting rather large right now. I mean, yeah, it's Napoleon Hill. So I got to tell you, he writes this book in 1932. Oh. Okay. So he writes Think and Grow Rich, mm-hmm. which is all about the law of attraction. And single-handedly actually in many ways is given he's given a lot of credit for pulling america out of the great depression because he he wrote about what we focus on is what we bring in yeah and we keep focusing on scarcity and 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 so we're just attracting more and more scarcity when there's actually an abundance of everything that we need and so he is given a lot of credit because of that message that book that just went everywhere for people to start focusing on abundance so then he writes this other book called outwitting the devil where it's it's kind of like c.s lewis's book the screw tape letters mm-hmm. where he has this conversation with the devil oh gotcha and they're just in this de- and, and, and basically he interrogates the devil mm-hmm. because he's not afraid of him and the devil has to answer him because he has no fear of him mm-hmm. and the and and the devil knows that he is actually bound by that that he has to answer him because he doesn't fear him interesting and no kidding. When you listen to this, especially if you listen to the uh, the audio, I mean, I guess it's the only thing you can listen to. <laughs> you can read it, and then it's uh, it's you got this British guy that plays the role of of the devil, and uh, and then you got Napoleon Hill's American voice, and they just go head to head, and it's like, 
I, I, I hiked King's Peak listening to it, which was really? one of the hardest things I've ever done in the last 10 years physically. <laughs> and yet I'm like enthralled in this book. Just so good. Huh. Okay. So in it, he asked the devil, he says, so what, what is sin? And the devil, and he has to call the devil, uh, your majesty. Oh, interesting. it's kind of like how he, he like plays his ego and then they, uh-huh. the, you know, and he's like, so your majesty, what's, uh, what's, what is sin? And the devil says, sin is anytime you give up your, your ability to think for yourself. Huh. I like that. He said, that's the most basic. And so, and so then Napoleon goes on to say, so is that what your mission is? Mm-hmm. Is to, is to get people to stop thinking for themselves. And he says, absolutely. Yeah. And he said, 90% of people, uh, he said, I already, I already possess 90% of people. Interesting. I, I got to finish the story too. Cause Napoleon Hill's wife, she forbade him. Is that the word? Yeah. Um, she didn't give him permission <laughs> yeah. to publish because he, he made some, he made some allegations in the book basically that our schools and religions and, and other things are teaching our children and our, and parents even are teaching our children to stop thinking for themselves huh. and to just learn how to be really good test takers and to learn yeah. how to listen and regurgitate. Yeah. And, and so she said, if you publish this, I think we'll probably be killed, which at that time yeah. in, the, in our world's history could have easily happened. Mm-hmm. So he dies. Um, I think, I don't know when he died, maybe in the seventies and his wife died whenever after that. And, uh, it stayed in the family trust the, really? the, the transcript and it was never the published until recently 2011 oh really they published it interesting and um and bless her heart the woman and now who, it really has an effect i mean that really oh. rings true with well no it's so cool because in 1932 <laughs> he writes about how uh he asked the the devil what how, in what ways he possesses people and the devil says cigarettes and alcohol hmm. in 1932 Interesting. And, uh, and he says, yeah, anybody, he said, I can own someone's mind, uh, in about, he said, he gives like a, like days. He's like, if, if I can get them to smoke for a few days then I possess their mind. Interesting. So again, I won't give the whole review of the book, even though it's a lot of it. And well, it isn't actually, that's actually, I've, I've listened to it four times now and I, and <laughs> I, really? oh yeah. And I keep getting like, cause it's so deep. It uh-huh. really like, I'm like, oh, I didn't even hear that the last time. Yeah. And, but, but this, 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 obviously I'm telling you this for the principle of when you give up your ability to think for yourself, when you give up your choice, really not even ability, your choice to think for yourself, then you are at the baseline of what he would call sin. In other words, being possessed or being enslaved by somebody else or something else or emotions Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so with that, I, I, uh, in therapy, and I love to challenge people when they say, God help me with this. And they give God all the credit for good, which they should. Mm-hmm. And guess who they give the credit for the bad in their life? Themselves. Yep. Yeah. And is that true? No. Nope. Because who's trying to bully you? Well, you know, I was just thinking about this. It's interesting. I'm for sure my own worst enemy in my head. So you think. So I think, but that's, well, like, that's what the way that you would say it, right? Is that that's what you're saying is you think because yourself, but I, I definitely know that my thoughts mm-hmm. are where Satan's trying to attack me yeah. always. Oh yeah. And that's where we, it, more so, and I don't know if that's more so than other people or not, but because of the way I live my life in other ways that, that I know I have to really, really recognize 
mm-hmm. my thought processes. And don't get me wrong. If I do something dumb and I say, gosh, Shane, you, you idiot. <laughs> you and that's so like, lost. I know that was like the rated PG version. <laughs> um, I, I know for a fact that I said that and I know that it happened so quickly that, you know, I did this thing and then I thought it and said it. I know for a fact that that irrational, like that thought, I did that, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. mean that in the beginning, when did, when did Shaden say that for the very first time in his life? Yeah. And that's when it wasn't me. Yeah. And the second time and the third time when I was little, Yeah. when I called myself a name yeah. and when I said things to myself, that was not me, mm-hmm. but I began to believe it. And I, because I began to believe it, I began to use it. And so, yeah, sure. In this moment at I'm 35, if I, if I'm talking that way to myself, there's, there's a choice in that. I, I am doing that, but it doesn't mean that even me going there doesn't invite more of the bully is what I call him mm-hmm. to just keep coming. And so it is my choice to first off, give credit where credit is due that that is from him, yeah. that it doesn't feel peaceful if it was. And I, I say this, if it was actually true that I'm just an idiot, <laughs> I would feel peace about that. Yeah. I would have to in yeah. the law, in the doctrine of the Holy ghost and the law of God in that he, in that he testifies and confirms all truth, mm-hmm. in, in, which is again, has to be at a baseline of what we think. Yeah. If I say, if I think something that is not true, I, I cannot have peace about that. Yeah. And, and there, there's one thing that I don't think that Satan cannot I- imitate. And that is peace. Mm-hmm. He can imitate. Never thought about like that. Yeah. With your thoughts. He cannot imitate peace mm-hmm. like purity. He can't. And peace is peace and purity, like that pureness that comes in. Mm-hmm. That's he can't. No, he can't imitate it. Yeah, he can't. And that's that's what's cool. Is so it's really important to know where your thoughts are coming from. Absolutely. And to be able to decipher that. Well, first off, it, it goes into our course again of shaming and, and worth and it because when you think it's you, then it's you. You'll believe it instantaneously. Yeah. Where if Satan himself was in front of me saying Speaking words it. to me, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and all of us, I think we'd, we'd end up, we'd end up swinging. Yeah. And, and I think we'd throw down and actually protect ourselves in battle. Yeah. And that's, as you can tell, I have a lot of energy about this topic because I, when I see someone come in here who's weak and they don't, and I'm not calling my clients weak, but when I, I say weak as in they're just being bullied and they're not standing up. Yeah. And when I see them stand up and take that strength for themselves and fight back and win, it's just, it's honestly like, it's like, I would, there's no way I could ever do anything different in my career. Like it's the coolest thing. Yeah. And you feel the spirit, you feel this. And they're bullying themselves. Huh? Bullying themselves. What do you mean? That's what you're saying, right? They're being bullied. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. In other words, bullied would, good question. Bullied would be, I take a lot of their, I take the negative thoughts they have, these, these irrational, Mm -hmm. discouraging thoughts. And I, I become their bully and I, it's called externalizing, externalizing him. So I externalize their thoughts to him or to Uh them. And I'd say, yeah, Brie, you're a terrible mom Mm -hmm. and you have to fight back. Yeah. And if you don't win, then I have to say, come on, try again. You've got to win. Yeah. And, and the more and more they do that and start winning, you just see it. You see, honestly, you literally see like weight fall from them almost. And they feel lighter because they just have peace now. Yeah. And so building this up to the actual question of, so what's something I can do? That's why I put all this emphasis before just to make sure you again, know where they're coming from. I'm trying to get you like amped up to fight. Yeah. Recognizing that it's not coming from yourself. Mm -hmm. I think for me sometimes too, I have to, 
Um, sometimes uh, this is really funny. This is the shower. The shower is like the quiet place by myself where I actually can think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I don't have like people all over around me and stuff going on. And, and so that's when I have to recognize it the most. And then there's times where, you know, I'll get into this. I've learned this, you know, obviously I'm 41 years old now. 41. I turned 41 this <laughs> week. <laughs> That's like a scary thought. Anyway, you know, that I've come to recognize that. And, and there's times where it's almost, I imagine, is like this crazy, like, swirl of thoughts or this negative downward, you know, downward spiral or whatever. Yeah. And, the, and it's, I, it takes me almost a minute sometimes to go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Stop. Like, where's this coming from? Yep. Stop. Go away. Stop. Yep. Leave me alone. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And have to shake myself out of the funk and then... Yep. Like, legitimately say, okay, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> and in our in our course, I have an entire... There's an entire module on on overcoming your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I will give a little sneak peek into to answer this question of a, of a principle that I believe in that, uh, that helps people. And that is to tap into tap into your, the compassion. So right now what we're going to, we've built the podcast or, you know, the content up so far of, of where it comes from. And I'm trying to get you to, you know, to position yourself to fight. And, uh, but now it's time to actually have a principle you can use to fight back. And so what it's called is a compassion, compassion principle or compassion technique. Mm -hmm. And that is where you, you tap into, and and you can't, you got to take a visual here. So if you're, you know, obviously you're listening and visual, visualize like, Satan or the bully or whatever you want to envision that is saying these words to you right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, and in that moment, you're going to think about how I would respond. And, and, and from, for a lot of people, they, they struggle so much to have the same mercy that they, for, that they have with others with themselves. Yeah. And it's because of the emotion. It's because of we know the details of our life and we don't know the details of others' lives. Sure. So we forgive others freely a, very, a lot of the time, but we don't forgive ourselves, which is yeah. just totally unfair. Yep. And I often say you need to challenge why you believe in Jesus to begin with, mm-hmm. if that's the case. And so this compassion, this compassion technique taps into that. And so I can say, uh, you know, I have a good friend, Alan, and uh, he and I are really close. He lives in Chicago. Uh, and if Alan came to me and told me, that uh, Shade and I just, you know, I'm just such a bad dad. I, 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 I screamed at my son, you know, I just like lost it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just, I'm just such a bad dad. And I just, I don't even know if I, sh- why I'm, I don't even know why I'm his dad, honestly. Like, it's just almost like a mistake. Like, I feel my kid shouldn't have me as a dad. You can hear three thoughts in there right now that are just like really irrational. They're very much black and white. They're, yeah. you know, I'm a bad dad. They're labeling, they're, they're dismissive and rejecting. <clears throat> And I have to imagine, okay, if those were my thoughts, if Alan said to, so if, if I was in the same position as Alan and he just said this to me, what would I say back to him? Yeah. Would I just look at him and be like, yeah, man, you suck. Like, seriously, <laughs> like you're terrible. Mm-hmm. Most of us laugh, like just whenever I even teach it, there's a giggle because it just seems absurd. But we individually but so hard. don't do it with ourselves. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned once you said labels, so this is something I just wanted to highlight real quick before you go on, and this is something that you and I have talked to my 17-year-old daughter about, is it's almost like those negative thoughts become sticky notes. Yeah, it's a good point. They get stuck everywhere, Mm -hmm. all over her. Um, You know, she did this exercise in Guatemala. She was on a 
humanitarian thing, and they did the opposite. They didn't know each other, but they had to take sticky notes of positive things about them that could not be physical after they'd spent just a couple of days with each other and stick them on each other. That's so cool. And and I love to try to combat that negative thought process of sticking yourself with labels. Yep. Sorry, keep going. No, so, so then what you would do is you would, I would take Alan's, I would have to, if I can't give myself mercy, I'd say, okay, well, what would I say to Alan? If he said that to me, I'd say, no, Alan, like you, man, you're, you know, you're so invested in your kid. And, and I know that the, the fact that you could blow up like that actually just shows how, how much you do care. Like you no there, no one would ever feel that much energy and that much emotion if they didn't care about something. Yeah. And so I know for a fact that you care and that be, your behavior wasn't great. That's for sure. But it doesn't mean that your kid shouldn't be yours and that you're a bad dad. In fact, you're just modeling for him uh, imperfection that will allow him to accept himself when he's a dad and he sucks at it too. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would have to say, okay, I actually really like that. Can I, can I, can I say that to myself? Yeah. Can I adopt that for myself? And that's where, that's where it's at some point in your life, you got to be fair. I don't believe in fairness holistically. Not everything in life is fair. That's for sure. Yeah. But in this way, it's like, no, it's time to be fair that no one, no, no one person deserves more empathy than, than another. Yeah. You know? And why do we give other people empathy, but yet we won't give it back to ourselves. Yep. So, so from there I would say, Hey, was that enough for you? Like, did mm-hmm. that help you to win? Did that help you to really overcome that thought? And for most people it does. And if, if it doesn't, uh, there's other things we can do in therapy or you can again, take, get our course and, and learn a lot of the other skills that I've taught. And, um, but it's, that's a big one. And, and I, I so find taking the thought and seeing what it says about you taking, no, taking the, th- the situation, taking that, sorry, just to clarify, taking that negative thought uh-huh. that Alan, like that I would have had if like, let's just say I, I you know, I mistreated my son mm-hmm. and I said, I shouldn't be his dad. I'm a bad dad. I can't believe I did that. Then I would visualize my, I would say, okay, what if Alan did the same thing? Yeah. And Alan said those, if he said those words to me, like, what would I just like say? Yeah, man, that's true. You just, you're terrible. Mm-hmm. Or would I reassure him and give him compassion and say, dude, like, come on, gotcha. forgive yourself. Like this so is reversing tough. the roles. Yeah. Sorry if playing I confused you with that. No, yeah, I just want to make sure it was really clear. So reversing the roles, playing it out in your head of you actually saying that to someone else. Yep. Okay. And so from a, from a spiritual place, that's where it's just not fair that to say like, yeah, you get more Jesus than me. Yeah. Like he, he suffered for you more than me or he suffered. Like I don't deserve it. It's actually, it's actually quite arrogant to be yeah. honest. And, uh, our lack of mercy with herself is a form of arrogance that most people never look at mm-hmm. and that, that most people know, don't want to be called arrogant and most yeah. people don't look arrogant, but it actually is an arrogance of, of I'm special yeah, in a way sense. that, that I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody else does not me. And it's mm-hmm. time, it's time to stand up and fight and say, what do I believe in anyway? And mm-hmm. why do I believe in it? Because if I do, then, why not me? Yeah. And to go have that experience with God and, and know that these thoughts are not, not okay. And that when you find ones that, you know, I wanted to say this earlier, you know, about grace, Gracie, that it's, some people use the word positive thoughts and I reference them as, I reference them as honest and dishonest thoughts Mm -hmm. because it's honest that I am a bad dad sometimes. Sure. And so a positive thought sometimes implies that, that no, I'm a great dad. And and you love your kids so much. It, it's just butterflies and rainbows. And when, yeah. you're, when you're in deep, yeah. deep in shame, that black and white way of thinking doesn't often pull people out. It's not realistic. Yeah, it makes sense. But to say, no, like I, I was a bad moment. 
Yeah. That was a really bad moment. I, I can feel the spirit confirm that like, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But it's separated from my worth. It's separated from me yeah. as a person. And it was a behavior that happened based on my, my weakness as a person. And I'm okay with that because I'm a human being yeah. with defects. But similar, I tell my kids a lot of times, don't let that moment define your entire day. Yeah. And they'll say, I've had the worst day. You know, I'll say, no, you've had the worst moment. Yeah. You know, yep. similar kind of thing. Yep. And then learn from it. And so, yeah, there, there you go. It's All right. number one important to, to know, to think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. No, very few people when I ask them who taught you how to think, mm-hmm. uh, have an answer. Yeah. And well, and we all, this applies to every one of us. Yep. Awesome. And so knowing what we're thinking and then challenging it, giving credit where credit is due mm-hmm. and finding all the skills in the world to change it. But yeah. Good stuff. Love it. Okay. Thanks everyone. Share this with everybody else. Leave us a review, please, if you can. Yeah. And we'd love your reviews. Helps us out. And, and then go check us out on motiveacademy.com and see, uh, see our new website and get our course because it's awesome. It's it for everybody. It is awesome. So, all righty. Sounds good. See you. Talk to you later.